Good morning and welcome to Our Town on Classic Hits 103.7 and 1340 WAGN 100.1 FM. I'm Amber Mishka and this morning I'm joined by Jennifer Flat, Dean of the NWTC Marinette Campus, and uh, Cindy Bailey, who is the UW-Green Bay Marinette Campus Campus Executive Officer. We are talking about the Marinette Area Higher Education Coalition today. And uh, over the past couple of months, I've been joined individually by each of these women to talk about their respective campuses and kind of the upcoming semester, of course, how they are handling COVID-19. But today they are joining us jointly and we will be talking about that higher education coalition. So to start off, um, give me a little bit of history of the coalition, kind of how it got started and what the intention behind it was. Sure, it was about two years ago, actually, in October of 2018, when the leadership of both UW-Green Bay and NWTC in Green Bay said, we need to collaborate in Marinette more. They had been working together in Green Bay already, and uh, they knew that both our campuses are really close to each other up here in Marinette, proximity-wise, and that we didn't have any collaborative partnerships yet. Uh, We also knew at that point as institutions that we had an opportunity in Marinette because of UW-Green Bay's uh, ability to offer bachelor's degrees. And so we started to uh, brainstorm about what we could do together. And then over the last couple of years, we've integrated our student services um, and we've integrated and begun to develop pathways towards those bachelor's degrees. Tell me a little bit about what is new in that higher education coalition over the past year because there have been some big changes. Well, I think one of the biggest ones is the degree pathways that we have put together in regards to the degrees that students can begin at NWTC and then end now with a bachelor's program at the UW-Green Bay Marinette campus. So the electromechanical program from NWTC transitions great right into the electrical engineering technology. So students will end up with that bachelor's degree in engineering. Um, Human services associate degree with psychology at the Marinette campus of UW and business management to business management programs. And then one that we're really excited about that recently has just launched off is the Marinette Nursing Track, which is a program where students will begin their first year at the UW-Green Bay Marinette campus taking um, chemistry and general studies courses and writing foundations and all of that to get them started that first year. And then the second and third year, they will be at the NWTC Marinette campus earning their associate degree in nursing. And then their fourth year will finish up back at the UW campus and they will be finishing up their BSN program. So that is a really exciting program as we know know that um, healthcare is something that many of our students are looking into and I think that that is really something that is appealing to our area healthcare providers too um, and something that we're very excited about. So not only academic programs are ways that we are collaborating, there are many other ways that we're collaborating too. Um, everything from our high school outreach and to campus involvement on campus. So there's lots of areas that we're really touching on to make sure we're working with our prospective students in our community and then also working with our current students who are on campus campus. What has some of the student response reaction been as you roll out these new degree pathways and opportunities that have really never been available locally before? I think the, the big word has been finally, right? <laughs> at last, right? Thank you. Uh, we've been very excited to hear from a lot of folks in the community. There have been some who've already gone through the bachelor's degree pathway going elsewhere saying, why didn't you have that by when I was there? Right? Sorry, but we're there now and that's awesome. Um, they're very excited about that. I think that you know there are a lot of students who wanted to stay local. They want to get that bachelor's degree, but they love living here. They also are very fiscally responsible. They want to save money. Uh, they maybe want to stay at home 
home or live with uh, folks and family in the area that they know. And so they're excited about the opportunity to pursue their academic goals, their career goals, save money, um, stay in this beautiful area that we have. And our hope, of course, is that they, they come to not just learn here, but also to live here then and to work here afterwards as well. And I wanted to talk more about that, just the importance of, uh, of course, something we've been talking about for years now at this point is how do we keep those students here post-graduation to fill the jobs that are here? Uh, And this seems like one way to meet that need in a really big way. Yeah, and that has been something that we have tried to work with um, business and industry folks and really talking with them on what are their needs and how can we as higher education institutions in our community really meet that need. So how is this um, kind of forced new collaboration or has it forced new collaboration between the professors, the instructors at each of your individual schools? Yeah, they've begun to talk to each other in ways that they hadn't talked to each other before, right? I mean, we were two institutions right down the street from each other, but we didn't interact very much. And so this has caused uh, faculty to get together and to, to see each other as Uh, partners in education, that they can work together. Um, We're excited about opportunities for the future. Uh, One example for business management is that UW-Green Bay Marinette Campus's business management instructor is now collaborating with NWTC Marinette's student involvement coordinator and with our business faculty to create a business club online, a virtual club for this fall. And they've had a few meetings already, and this allows students from both institutions and the faculty at both institutions to get together and talk about what do these business management students need? What do business students in general need? They need to know about LinkedIn. They need to know about what to put up out out on social media and what not to put on social media if you want to go into business. They need to know about uh, a variety of other topics. And so the faculty and the staff and the students are beginning to come together in these types of collaborative ways. And the the learning is just going to happen naturally then across the student lines and among faculty as well. Cindy, you uh, briefly mentioned those high school outreach specialists, but I want to talk more about them and just the importance of them in spreading the word about this to students who are getting ready to head off to college. Yeah, Miranda DeMars from NWTC and Adam Landenberger from UW-Green Bay Marinette Campus um, really serve as high school outreach specialists in all of our area high schools. And basically their role is to listen to the students to find out what their path is, you know, work with those students who are undecided or work with those students who definitely know what they want to do and help guide them on the path, you know, talk about the options at NWTC, talk about the options at UW and see what really is their desire. And if a student says, you know what, but my ultimate desire, I want to go to Madison, you know what, I want, I want big city, then they can assist with that as well. So it's everything from the application process through admissions, through financial aid questions that they have, they're really to be there as a community resource is a higher education resource for our area high school students and we have seen some really really good response in regards to that we've put out some promo pieces now that are going to have both of their faces on it really showcasing the coalition and really showcasing you know questions here's where you need to go. And they really have had to style how they reach out this year, especially very differently. So, you know, it's not going to be always going into the high schools to meet with students, but doing a lot of virtual presentations, working with the teachers from the schools and administrators from the schools and counselors too, to really keep them abreast of the new things that are happening and the programs that we're bringing to our area. 
Let's talk more about uh, the campus involvement and the collaboration in that. Do you find that that is creating um, a community before they get out into the community where they are able to kind of meet more people maybe that they wouldn't have necessarily met at the college level if they had just stayed at UW-Green Bay Marinette campus or just stayed on the NWTC campus? And also, is it allowing these students to kind of share some ideas with other students that they maybe wouldn't have interacted with otherwise? Yes, I think it has, and I think it will continue to do that. And it's also been fun to watch this fall how virtual is enhancing that in ways, you know, sometimes we think, oh, if we can't meet in person, oh, we're not going to have as much. But the wonderful part about virtual meetings for clubs, organizations, for, you know, student get-togethers is that people can join from wherever they are. If they have a half hour, if they're at work and they're not normally at class at that point and they have a half hour break, they can still join. Uh, If they're at home, uh, if they're a working parent and they're at home because their kids are at home learning, they can still join up usually for that half hour or 45 minutes. So I think that, yes, and one of the things we had heard was that sometimes if you have a smaller campus, you have small class sizes, which is wonderful because it's how great learning can happen, but it doesn't create that vibrant community. But when we join the two groups together, if we have students from both campuses together, it creates a a larger, more vibrant community. And we had heard that students wanted that, and so we really feel like we're going to be able to, to deliver that this semester and going forward. It is interesting. Um, you have these degree pathways that are allowing students to get these bachelor degree, bachelor's degrees while staying local. Um, and of course, the work for that got underway before the pandemic hit. But do you think at this point that that opportunity is even more appealing that you don't have to go away. You don't have to go to one of these larger areas who are maybe maybe experiencing uh, a higher level of COVID-19 activity. Uh, you can stay right here. You can stay home and get that degree. Yes. And I think with the varying modalities that we are offering now our courses, um, I think that's a word now that more and more people are, are understanding what modalities mean. I think it's something in higher education we've talked about a lot, but but it is offering courses in a blended format or in a virtual format or, or a component of face-to-face. I think, you know, both of our institutions still have a good number of face-to-face courses this year. And I think that that is something that our students have appreciated, but they also love the fact that they have that flexibility and can take that online and virtual platform. Or they have synchronous, which is another word that's out there now. So they're, you know, in the same live real-time doing Zoom meetings, you know, with faculty members and stuff. And I think this has really opened up and expanded that opportunity and, and maybe had individuals realize that, you know, yes, they could go away to school at another location, but if they're just doing virtual learning, you can do that exact same thing right here. Um, and the affordability-wise at both of our institutions is really tremendous. But but I think both of our faculty, um, our faculty at our institutions have just done a tremendous job this year, really just reformatting and rethinking about how they're going to teach their discipline and really, to, you know, how to do it best in a COVID world, right? And what items they're going to take now and move that forward. You know, even when we are post-pandemic and things are somewhat back to normal, you know, what things they're going to keep in in that class, because you know what, that was something that we really found to work very, very well. All right. Well, we do have to take a short break, but stay tuned. We have plenty more after this on Our Town.
We're back on Our Town on Classic Hits 103.7 and 1340 WAGN 100.1 FM. I am Amber Mishka, and we are talking about the Marinette Area Higher Education Coalition this morning. I am joined by Dr. Jennifer Flatt, Dean of the NWTC Marinette Campus, and Cindy Bailey, who is the UW-Green Bay Marinette Campus Campus Executive Officer. So I'm interested to know how this partnership between the two schools has helped you weather this COVID storm. Well, on a very personal level, it's just been wonderful to have educational partners that we could talk to about what are you doing? You know, all summer long when Cindy and I would meet to talk about different aspects of the coalition, one of the topics that would come up was, what are you trying with this? What is your institution doing with that? And I think that kind of sharing of best practices and ideas um, was really, really helpful. And it's just been great to have a higher education leadership partner right down the street that I can call and say, oh my goodness, this is challenging. And that she could say, yep, we're going to get through this, right? So on a very practical and personal level, it's been wonderful to have that collaborative partnership. I think our staff have felt the same way, though. When they reach out, they know, you know, advisor to advisor, wow, this is really challenging right now. Um, Faculty know that they've got partners down the street that they could reach out to for best practices and ideas. So I think that's been helpful. You know, also with just having the, the, the different opportunities that we have available to students, it's been great to be able to say to students, well, um, you know, if you didn't make the start date, right, like maybe you weren't sure that you were going to go back to school and you missed that August 17th start date with us or the September 1st start date with UW, advisors at both campuses can say, well, you could start at NWTC with some general studies classes in the middle of October because we have the eight-week format, so you could do that. Or we can look ahead to what the other institution is offering to help meet student need, and we know that much better than we did a year ago or two years ago. So I think it's helped us help students get on track track whenever or wherever they're at. Can I just piggyback on that just a little bit? So I think one of the key things is our advising staff. And I think that has been just tremendous the way that we have now sort of they're cross-training each other with what is happening at each institution to really be that best, again, I think the resource for the area residents, you know, for community members, prospective students who are coming in and looking for information. You know, I think between Gary and Elizabeth over at TC and Bethany at UW, they really are well-versed and very comfortable in calling one another when they have questions or, you know, again, best practices on how do you do this. And, And Jennifer and I really have talked a lot about that this summer and best practices on everything from facilities and how we're, you know, how we're opening up, you know, for the semester. It was, it was really great to have one another. You each are now uh, well into your fall semesters. Uh, how has the the need for more virtual tra- excuse me <laughs> virtual instruction kind of um, changed the quality of that instruction? And are there uh, components of that that you, that you think are, are going to become permanent moving forward? Yeah, I think you know both of our institutions offer a lot of training and opportunities for our faculty um, to really assist them with learning new platforms and ways to deliver coursework. Um, and I think too, you know, as Jennifer mentioned, I think faculty talk amongst one another to say like, "Hey, what are you doing for?" X in your class. Well, this is what I do. This is the best practice that I have. So I think there's a lot of information sharing. Um, And I think with um, our resource with UW-Green Bay, I know for sure, um, they really have put out a lot of training opportunities and individual one-on-one coaching and stuff to assist faculty members to really transition into a virtual format to find that best practice for students. And, And, you know, and it's a learning curve for students as well. You know, I think one of the things that I think 
if you want to look at, I'm looking for advantages, right, during this whole COVID pandemic, um, are the students who just graduated high school um, this past in 2020 and how they were, you know, in a virtual format toward the end of their year and sort of got a little bit of taste of, you know, what online learning was like and platforms and stuff that they use. So they sort of had a teaser as to how to do that. And now, I mean, every college and university is having some sort of platform that students are on. So these students really had a leg up in regards to how to navigate some of those. And I think they're getting exposed to much more at the college level. And I think our faculty are finding, you know what, again, I really like the way this works now, doing this in a virtual format. I'm going to keep this permanently in my class because I think this is a great way that, you know, students are engaged, even right. even though it might not be face-to-face. I think that level of engagement and the relationship that can still be built in a virtual format is tremendous. Right. It, is, it is more than I think we ever thought. I think people think virtual oh, it's just going to be you're looking at a screen. It can be very, very engaging, and our faculty find ways to make that happen. Yeah, and we both still have a lot of in-person components to our education, and definitely at NWTC when we've got nursing, you know, uh, we've and nursing and welding and CNC and electromech and automotive, you can't do that all virtual, right? So we've had to bring folks back a lot to campus, and so has UW. And I think that 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 in faculty, we're worried about how am I going to build relationships when I have to maintain six feet of distance? And I think what we're really learning is that the relationship is built through the language and the way that we talk to each other and the way that we listen to our students. And I think we all knew that in the past, but it's really just cemented an understanding of how to build relationship, that you can build it virtually, you can build it from a distance physically. You can. It's just about listening to students where they're at and helping them move forward. And both NWTC and UW-Green Bay Marinette campus have a lot of non-traditional students who are finding themselves in new circumstances, whether that is they are also working from home, whether that is they are teaching their kids at home now. Uh, but how are each of you kind of meeting them where they are and, and helping them to still continue on that degree pathway, whatever it may be. It's a, again, it's a lot of listening, right? Mm-hmm. And I think our advisors are listening. The folks that answer the phone are listening. I know we have been listening to students and their concerns. And, and sometimes it's just listening and saying, you've got this, right? I, I've said that to a lot of students this fall, and I know the staff and faculty have too. It's, it's reaffirming for them that, yes, this is scary. You know, normalizing. This is tough. We know it's tough. It is incredibly challenging to balance kids and work and school in a normal time. And then to add everything else to it is is a lot. So normalizing that, yes, of course, there's a struggle. Reminding them of past achievements, right? What else have you overcome in the past? How else did you shine through difficult circumstances, even if it was just as recent as last spring? And then just saying, you've got this. What other resources can, can we give you? Can we help you with um, Wi-Fi access? Can we get you um, some academic coaching or tutoring, which is online and virtual as well? Um, what can we do to help you to, to wrap around those services? Are you having financial troubles? Can we get you in touch with some student emergency funds? Do you need food? You know, we've both got pantries. So, you know, we've got all those resources available, counseling and all those things, and we're just trying to really listen to students so that we can, you know, give them the right resource to help in that particular moment to get them through. Yeah, and I think all of those things serve as cheerleader and celebration moments and stuff for them, too, to be at that point. And I think one of the greatest things is on campuses of our size, they're going to get to know everyone on campus, you know. And again, whether it is virtual because they've had, you know, Zoom meetings together or whether it is face-to-face relationships that they have built, they get to know the resources, they get to know the people on campus, and that 
that's the campus that's there for support. And I think ideally on a campus of our size, they're going to get to know those individuals. And faculty members serve as that as well. I mean, I think that's that's one of the greatest things that we have. And, and as Jennifer mentioned, all of those resources that are available are at both locations, and we accept students at both using both of those, you know, fluid between both. You both emphasize the opportunities that you each have for upskilling and continuing education. Do you think you're going to see more people looking to take advantage of that in this uncertain economic market? Yes, I do. And I I think that's wonderful because, uh, you know, when I was a kid, my dad always said to me, get that piece of paper. No one can ever take that piece of paper away from you. And that piece of paper is going to open doors. And so whether that piece of paper is a certificate, a technical diploma, an associate's degree, a bachelor's degree, another certificate, another associate's degree, you know, whatever that piece of paper is, I think that we we want to be responsive to community need, to what industry needs in terms of upskilling, but also what individuals want in terms of that next step in their career. And so uh, we do expect to see, and we already are seeing more people coming to us saying, okay, I'm a little uncertain. I think I want to go in this direction. I think we're going to see that increase in the next year or so. So that's another reason why we're talking and having our advisors talk to each other. So we know all the products that both institutions offer. Yeah, and I think that passion for lifelong learning, I think individuals understand that, you know, whether they're in the world of work right now or are looking to venture into a new field and stuff, they understand that the need is there and that they need to go out and pursue that. And so the guidance that our advisors can provide in regards to career assessments and planning and stuff to assist, um, I think that's really tremendous. And I think with, the, you know, going back to that non-traditional component, so if you have individuals who have families and who have kids, and so I think that virtual format and the way that we do offer things now in, in synchronous opportunities, I think that is really appealing as well because they are able to work around the schedule that they have. You know, it's not just they're dedicating their entire day to the classroom. They're able to really fit it around other aspects of their life. You are, of course, in touch frequently with industry and business leaders in, in the area and a big part of preparing to take on one of these jobs is getting the students into these facilities and, and working, whether it's an internship or job shadowing, something like that, um, to, to really get to know kind of what they're getting into and, and how to best prepare. Are you concerned at all that there may be more limited opportunities to do things like that in this COVID-19 world? Not really. I mean, I think, first of all, a lot of our students are already working, right? So they're already out there. They're seeing it. Uh, and they're they're looking to move up within that company or to get a different set of of skills that will help them move in that company. And we've also, you know, we've got great industry partners who are willing to do videos and have, uh, you know, WebEx speakers come in and talk. And I mean, they they want to collaborate with us and they've just been wonderful. So I'm not worried about it. I think we'll have lots of opportunities for students to get a sense of what the culture of different companies are. And already within, you know, I'm in the third week. Um, Jennifer's in fifth week fifth of classes, week, yeah. so I'm in my third week of classes. And I think I have had probably at least three or four outreach every single week in regards to internship opportunities for students. Yes. So really, I think that is still there. That yes. desire is still there, there from business and industry to give that experience to mm-hmm. students, to really give them that opportunity. I think what I would love to see too are those internships then turn into permanent positions. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we, then the students remain in the community. That's where they want to be. It's where they want to live and where they want to learn. And I think that's just a win-win for everyone. 
Talk about um, opportunities for people to visit the campuses, and can, can they set it up that they, you know, maybe visit UW Green Bay Marinette campus and then drive down the road the same day to, to see yep, MTC? Absolutely, yes, we can make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. So. We're doing we're not doing big events this year, obviously, but we're doing um, individualized, personalized tours um, for stu- prospective students, for students and their families, um, and honestly. I, in some ways, I think that's going to be an even better experience for students. You know, if you come to a big event, um, you know, there's a lot of people there and they all have different interests and we only have so many staff. And so it's hard to cater just to you. But this year, we're going to really be able to focus on, you know, what do you want to learn about? What about our campuses interests you? What are the programs that interest you? Who can we get you to talk to today um, to help you figure out that pathway forward? So we definitely want to encourage folks to reach out to us to schedule those in-person tours um, and we can do some class shadows as well. And, you know, I mean, we have to maintain all the same rules. So visitors to the campus will have to wear masks and we'll have to maintain physical distancing. But you can still see everything. And, and it's a vibrant place on both campuses. So it's great to stop by. Just call ahead, go online, um, give us a text anyway. And how can people learn more about the uh, coalition if they're interested? Websites. We now um, have mirrored websites on both of our landing pages. So that is something we definitely encourage individuals to go and check out for the most up-to-date information on the programs and pathways and opportunities that we are engaging both of our campuses together. So to really go to, it's nwtc.edu slash coalition and uwgb.edu slash coalition. So, and that will get them to, again, the most up-to-date information. And, and we're going to be putting more information out in our community, whether it's, you know, flyers and brochures or just more on the web information as well. All right. Well, I've been talking this morning with Dr. Jennifer Flatt, Dean of NWTC Marinette Campus, and Cindy Bailey, who is the UW-Green Bay Marinette Campus Campus Executive Officer. To learn more about the Marinette Area Higher Education Coalition or either of these respective schools, you can go ahead and visit their websites. Again, that's nwtc.edu or uw gb.edu slash marinette. That's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) I am Amber Mishka. As always, thank you for joining us on Our Town.